the city of Corvosa, largest in all of Verisia, oldest of the Chelish colonies, and about to be gripped by the jaws of misfortune, evil, and death. Turmoil stirs upon the crimson throne that rules over the city, and anarchy and crime thread to burst forth in a flood upon its streets. Four souls that have been brought together by the ghost of revenge may be the city's only hope. RPG MP3 presents Paizo's Curse of the Crimson Throne. And we're on. So we're playing Curse of the Crimson Throne. <clears throat> so, as it starts, you are all in the city of Corvosa, having your regular days, which, due to a certain man, are not necessarily very good days. Eh. In the process of this day, you will come across a note. So, who wants to have their day be gone through first. Heather? Jen? I'll do it. Jen? Okay. I'll jump through it. So, Jen, your character is... Astoundingly adorable. Sorry? Astoundingly adorable. Okay. Um, Alright. So, you, you have the changeling witch... Sylvia? Silva? What's, what's the name? Sylvia. Sylvia. So, you're in Corvosa. Are you staying at an inn? What are you doing in the city exactly these days? <laughs> I'm in Corvosa. I'm staying at the inn. I am trying to put together my deceased mother's uh, stuff. Belongings? Uh, uh, affairs, I think, is the term. Affairs, yeah. I couldn't think of the word. All right. Um, as as there's apparently a leak in your inn roof. One morning, one morning you awake. Your little reptilian familiar is nudging you. He seems to be slightly hungry, and he also seems to have found something. In his mouth is, well, it looks somewhat like a playing card, actually. Except on one side there is a picture of a strange creature with the name The Wanderer on it. Like a tarot card? Well, yes, actually. Uh, exactly like that. Except, of course, you recognize them... They're, they're called Harrow Cards, and this one is yours. Uh, yeah. And on the other side, there is a message written on it. Sorry, it takes, me, it takes me a little second to do this. Bam. Would you, would you like to read said message? What? Gadron has done to you. He has wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet cannot strike at him. Come to my house at 3 Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadron must face his fate, and justice must be done. A mysterious message on a harrow card. What does Sylvia plan to do today? Well, 
I'm going to take Newton, which is my familiar. Excellent. He has a name. I don't have and to call it the lizard thing. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> and I'm going to go. Yeah, I didn't write that down. But I'm going to go and look at three. Look up this street. Ah. Three Lancet Street. All right. So you look it up. It is on. Where is my map? It's on the east side of Corosa, along the Jaguar River. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. You can see that it looks roughly a bit of a um, slightly residential area. Um, the place you go in particular uh, actually has um, a, a painting on the door that would lead you to believe it's some sort of fortune-telling place. However, it doesn't seem to be open. There's no lights on. Um, doesn't appear to be anyone inside. Curtains are kind of closed and stuff. Okay, I'm assuming that this is kind of morning or mid... Oh, yeah, it would be morning, or, or whenever you decide to head there. Hmm. Okay. All right. So there's... Is there anything of particular interest around? Um, and generally, it just kind of strikes you as a residential area. Um, a bit of a place where some of the Verasian families, which are kind of like the gypsy folk of the campaign world, um, that have decided to settle down, kind of live in the area. But okay. um, in, in particular, nothing. There's just some laundry kind of hanging across the streets on lines for drying and stuff like that. But nothing, No, are there people around? Oh, there's, there... there's a few people. Some children, people doing chores and whatnot. Fair enough. Heather's really excited. I think she really It looks like it. she just had like a a hallelujah moment. <laughs> I well, I had an idea. Well, since Cassness is kind of um a straight urchin anyway, is there any possible way I could run into her? We're, we're, we're going to be getting to that. You run it to me later. Okay. Have, have you ever played Wild Arms? Um, I've played the third one and the remake of the first one. Well, they all have to play their one characters and meet up at this one place. Exactly. <laughs> so, I forgot that. Is there anything else Sylvia would be doing uh, to either to investigate this house or anything else she would be doing on this day then? Is the door unlocked? Um, you're, you're just going up and trying to open the door? Well, she got an invitation. Yeah, I mean... Um... I could knock. The information was at a certain time, but yeah, well, are you knocking? Are you opening the door? You said that the windows are... are they have curtains? They are cur They do have curtains. Oh, other than legal things, I don't think there's very much else I could be doing. Unless I could ask somebody about this house. You could. You could. I think I actually might do that. All right. Um, roll me a diplomacy check. 
thing do I have anything yeah okay what is that a d20 a d20 yep most things will be a d20 unless it's like damage and stuff usually okay all right. Uh, Heather? Yes. Are you scraping something? I'm, I'm ripping stuff. You, you have a uh, really sensitive mic. <laughs> it's HD, I'm sorry. I don't know how to work that on you, I'm sorry. It's okay, it's okay. Just try to stay quiet. No, no. Anyway, uh, so... Asking about, um, one of the people nearby um, is able to tell you that, um, yeah, yeah, that's um, that's a fortune-telling shop. A uh, woman named Zalera lives there. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to know? Or are you just making sure it's the right place? I was just making sure it was the right place. Ah. I hear she's very good. Appointments only. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look into getting one. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good day, young miss. You too, sir. All right. Anything else? No. So you just walk about until sunset then and head back? Yep. All right, then. Who wants to go next? Heather. Heather. Okay. How does Kaz start her day? Well, let's see. I imagine she'd wake up from her little uh, bedroll thing, start off with a very light breakfast, then head to the tavern. All right. You head head to the tavern first thing in the morning. Very dwarfish of you. I gotta get my ale fix. All right. Uh, so you're at your tavern. It's um, pretty quiet this early in the morning. Maybe a few people who are more well off are having a supper made for them, and you're able to get your uh, stout, nice, hearty mix, able to keep you on your feet for the rest of the day. Um, then what else? When when do you go about for your day's work, as it were? Let's see. I would usually challenge the day after a loaf of bread, some butter, and some ale, so I'm good to go. All right. I left, I left to tip or what I could afford as a tip. Because, you know, I, I want to keep in good favors with this place. Um, so, yeah, I would probably go down maybe a busy street or something. All right. So you're able to see, um, it's, it's actually, yeah, there's, there's quite a few merchants that seem to be backed up today. Seems business is going very, very slow in loading them. So quite a few people walking around, um, all of them complaining and such like that. All for the pickings. All right. 
as you as you kind of reach your pocket in to maybe get one of your um, purse cutting knives, you you notice that there is there's a card in your pocket. What the hell? <laughs> it's a Harrow card. Uh, on one on one side is this picture. I won't touch my animal. And on the other side is a note. A note that perhaps has been read out before already. <laughs> yes, well, Castus wouldn't know about that, would she? Correct. What does Kaz do to this odd discovery? Well, I can kind of read it. Oh, you can read it. <laughs> You've had some 40-odd years to learn how to read. That doesn't mean she wants to. She's just that dumb dwarf. Let's see. I know the garden has done you wrong well they are meant friend. Hmm. This intrigues Cass. I can't hear anyone with these moths on. Let's see. She'd be a bit apprehensive, I think. For all she knows, this could be a trap. <laughs> Well, how how does she act to relieve her apprehensions, then? She puts the card back into her pocket and proceeds the day. Sorry? You do, you do what? She puts the, puts the card back into her pocket, mm-hmm. checks her pockets for holes in case somebody smuggled that. No holes. And then continue on with the day while she thinks about it. Alright. Would you like to make me a sleight of hand check? Yes. Sleight of hand. That's down in my feet, right? That's in your skills. This is going to be so crippling for me. I can't navigate my own page. Side of hand. Where is it? There it is. Aha! I need a dexterity. Well, what did she do? What did she do? <laughs> Is she still online or did... Hello? Hey! 
Don't judge me. I'm not saying anything. Nothing not. at all. I'm just smiling very widely. Sure you are. Oh, my computer's lagging. This, this is a fine first recording. Fine first. Your camera and audio is doing quite well. You, you might actually want to, um, if you go in the uh, top right-hand corner of the Hangout and adjust bandwidth usage, you might even want to consider lowering that down to take less res resources. Because, um, like I said, it seems like your, your video and, and mic are coming through fairly well, so maybe they're just eating up too many resources. Maybe. Um, could, could you walk me through that again, please? Uh, all right. Um, so, in this corner here, there's a little thing like a Wi-Fi bar reader. If you click on it, and you can drag it lower and possibly reduce your bandwidth. Which which might free up some resources for your computer, possibly. Does that help? I'm getting silence here. Just give me a minute. I don't know if it's working or not. Urgh, dwarves should not be around computers. There, Thumbtack. Shut up. Get eHarmony crap. What else do you have open that you're getting eHarmony? I have nothing open. Sounds like your computer needs a virus cleanup if you're getting pop-ups when you're not having anything open. Shall, shall we shall we pop over to Dre's day for a moment then? Well. Yes, please. Okay. So, Drea, I... your character. What? Yes. All yours. Quirz. I'm saying Quirs. that right. Quirz. Quirz. How does Quirz start his day, and what is he up to? He wakes up. That's how he starts the day. He's in an inn. As far as from his mother as he can. <laughs> okay. His mother is very sad at his at this child. She just wants to love him and doesn't care about the fact that he's kind of a criminal and what people say about him. But he cares for her reputation and does not want to drag her down with him. Yes. So what does Quirz do on a typical day? Just practice some archery or try and hunt down this guy that framed you? or He... 
every day he goes out into town trying to discover more about the guy that ruined his life. All right. Um, so, you begin your day, of course. You're putting on your trusty boots, getting ready to walk the streets once more. There's something in your boot. There's a snake in my boot. No, it's it's a card, though. Um, He's automatically wondering how the hell that got in there. Uh, well, he did not hear that door open and close. Quirr's card looks like that. It is the cricket. Which, of course, if I, if I forgot to mention, um, Kaz's is the peacock. But yes. And of course, on the other side of the card is a message. <clears throat> now, he automatically sees Dydron's name. And Ruffles. And, and what? Now, Ruffles, you know how they... Ah, uh, ah, I see. Up? But of course, in his human form, it doesn't really do much. His mohawk stands more on it. Kind of, kind of looks a little bit like a bad hair day for him when he does it. Yeah. Now, he knows where Three Lancet Street is. He would be able to find it pretty, yeah, pretty easily. He, he, he walks the city. He probably knows the street names by heart. By heart. So, of course, he gets all of his trusty gear, in case it is a trap. Pulls on his damn boot. And goes to go scope out the place, seeing if there's anything odd. All right. You, you, you get there. Um, there appears to be a young woman just leaving. Um, walking away. It's, it's general, it's a regular street. Somewhat of a residential area. There's some laundry lines across the way. Clothes drying in the breeze. The Three Lancet Street, of course, has, um, basically a symbol painted on the front that kind of represents something of a, um, harrow, um, reader. Fortune teller, a Varesian fortune teller. So the place itself it doesn't look particularly open or anything. Blinds are closed, no signs of current inhabitation, not that you can really see in. Now, um, with me being there for some time and going about, I would know about this person, but I would have never really... Well, it's Corvus is a big city. There's no reason you would know her in particular. Especially no, because... No, not personally, just know about her. I've heard well, people talk about her. No, um, well, that would be... Make me a knowledge local check. Let's make sure that you know this. Do I roll a 20? Uh, yeah, you roll 20. And you add your knowledge local modifier to it. D20. Hopefully we'll be more used to this kind of stuff as we go on. Plus six. Oh, yes. You've, you've heard something. A fairly good fortune teller. Um, 
You know, you might have even heard that she had a little bit of a family trouble with Gaijin, but you don't recall the details. Unfortunately for you, that was kind of the time that you were imprisoned and stuff. I'm going to sit across the way. Is there a tavern or... No, it's mostly a residential residential area. Um, they're essentially apartments or people's individual houses. I mean, nothing would stop you from sitting on the street. Certainly, in Corvosa, there's enough people sitting and squatting at times. But if you annoy the people, they might try and call the guard on you or something. Well, I'm just playing out just sitting there. People watch. Okay. Until sunset. Because this is the biggest lead I've had so far. All right. Um... So, um, you're, you're saying there, without a doubt, at one point or other, some kids well, are, are basically more or less... What? Oh, dear, didn't see that. Oh, that she'll be right back. She is having some trouble. Anyway, uh, where were we? So, at, without a doubt, essentially at some point, some kids are kind of more or less watching you. Curious. They're, they're, they're just they kind of they kind of are at, at some point they essentially seem to be playing some sort of spy game, trying to sneak up and look at you while hiding behind other things. I'll I'll notice them, but I won't look at them directly. Okay. One of them who thinks he's hiding really well is kind of walking up, doesn't think he's noticing, just kind of pokes you before running down the alleyway, basically, as well as all the other kids kind of scatter for a moment. Before kind of returning again, getting more braver. I'm going to look at them and wave. They kind of scatter again. But now they come back again. Eventually it works its way up to the point where some of them are kind of just standing right beside you. What are you doing? I'm waiting. Are you a guard? No. Oh. Are you a criminal? <laughs> Thank you, Heather. <laughs> My dad says only guards or criminals need to carry weapons. I'm a ranger. She says defensively. <laughs> do you write hey. hippogriffs? Some do, yes. You I don't? Have not yet. Oh, do you have to be older? My dad says I have to be older to get a pet dog. Is it the same with a hippogriff? Yes, I must be older. Oh, I need to learn how to properly take care of one, just like you and a dog. <laughs> so suffice to say, you, you basically have a time, almost in a way, babysitting some of the kids. Um, Essentially, some of the parents kind of give you a bit of a wary eye, but talking to them, you kind of explain you're a ranger, and you're you're given a fair bit of respect with that. Rangers are well-respected because of the Cerulean Marines. Cerulean Marines? I think that's the wrong name. Anyway, whatever the hippogriff-riding rangers in Corvosa are called. <laughs> right, right. And then eventually it will get dark, and the sun will set, and... Either you'll enter the building, or someone else will arrive. So, if Heather is okay, is Heather... Oh, by the way, my person was thinking, 
What in the hell are these children's parents? They're 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 doing chores in the yard and stuff, washing clothes, hanging them out to dry, other various things. They just let children run up to a random stranger. You're you're the one sitting in the like what you did when you were five. Well, yes. And yeah, and there's that too. Kids need to learn to take care of themselves and stuff. But anyway, uh, so Heather, are things working? Can you roll dice? Yes, I can roll dice. So what were we doing? I was having. Shit. <laughs> Who's calling me? It's my sister. Hang on. Alright. Should I just do Brunsk Day to um to clear clear yes. the air? Yes. Brunsk wake up. Brunsk sad. Brunsk not have money to pay barber for shave. Beard growing very long. Brunsk once more try to impress people in town square and get good job as bodyguard or mercenary. So Brunsk put axes on. Brunsk put short swords on. Brunsk put maces on. Brunsk put saps on. Brunsk put short bow on. Saps <laughs> for short though. Hmm? Yes. Anyways. Is she away laughing or something? <laughs> anyway. Brunsk heads out to various town squares and performs weapon training challenging other people to demonstrate skill with Brunsk. This never seems to go over very well. Brunsk must move fast to avoid guard who is called to complain about Brunsk being there. Brunsk not have very good day. Not get job. It's evening. Brunsk go to bar to get food and drink. Brunsk lift up his own ancestral mug that was his father's and his grandfather's, but they are all dead now. Brunsk look in mud. Mug, even. <laughs> For some reason, I'd see more. Yeah. There is card in there. Brunsk see card look like. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I'll show you Brunsk's card. Brunsk see card. Brunsk not know what mean. Not really know much of Herodek. But is not on back. Brunsk cannot read. The universe doesn't it. want me to play. Sorry. I, I was I was doing Brunsk's turn in the meanwhile. So Brunsk is able to figure out few things. There is Gadrin. There is address to go to and talking of meeting. And of striking at Gadrin. Brunsk like this idea. Brunsk eventually go there by sunset. If he can find his way. Brunsk ask and threaten many people to show him way. How fitting that his card is a bear. That is very fitting. Alright. Uh, so... Kaznis needs to roll me a sleight of hand check. Finally! But what kind of dice? Is it a, a D20. D20. 
1d20. I need to put a plus 6 in the bonus thing? If that is what your bonus is, then yes. I think that's it. Do not freeze on me, you son of a bitch. Okay, that's a skill mod. So, yes. I'm sorry, I cuss casually. Hey! So, uh, where's my calculator? Man, I love that dude blind! Yes! So, during the day, you are able to make three gold pieces and six silver pieces. While avoiding any, any, um, indications of people calling up pickpocket or calling the guard on you. It's now about evening time. About, about, about time for a supper or something. Um, actually, um, sorry, Heather. Could hmm? I get you to do one little favor? Please? Please. What is it? Uh, on your right-hand side, click on the gear for settings, my settings, uh, on the roll 20, not Google. Okay. And look down... Pass the master music volume and uncheck the enabled background chat beep, please. Better? Thank you. Okay. Just because otherwise I'll hear that beep every time someone rolls a dice, I think. Hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. So, yes. So, you, yes, it is evening time for you. You've made a few gold today. Not bad. I'm celebrating. You get to the bar, and Brunsk is not there. Your, oca- your occasional drinking buddy, that barbarian fellow, who's usually there earlier than you, is not there. And you still have this card and mysterious invitation. I wonder if the big guy got the same invite as I did. What do you do? Ah, hell! She turns around and goes to the invitation. Okay. So, as Brunsk is having probably lost in the city, um, so who gets there first? So, well, clearly, Quirz, Quirz is there. The sun sets. <laughs> is Quirz... Chris, you have not seen anyone enter the building yet. Are you entering it yourself, or are you waiting to see if someone else does first? I'm going to go try myself. Right. Once I see that sun setting, I'm going to get up and go to the door. All right. It's funny, actually, now that you kind of come close to it, um, those curtains, you can definitely see that there's a little bit of an inviting light behind them now. I'm liking this. So, uh, are you walking in? Are you knocking? Or? I'm, I'm going to give two gentle taps on the door to tell that, them that I am there. All right, so you give two taps. There is mm, no particular response. The door is, remains closed. I'm going to turn the knob and gently 
open it. See if I can open it. Calling, hello. All right. You open it up and enter into a cozy chamber within the small home that is filled with a fragrant haze of flowers and strong spice. The haze comes from several sticks of incense, smoldering and wall-mounted burners that look like butterfly-winged elves. The smoke itself seems to soften edges and gives the room a dreamlike feel. The walls are draped with brocaded tapestries, one showing a black-skulled beast juggling men's hearts, another showing a pair of angels dancing atop a snow-blasted mountain. A third tapestry on the far wall depicts a tall hooded figure. Shrouded in mist, a flaming sword held in a skeletal hand. Several brightly colored rugs cover the floor, but the room's only furnishings are a wooden table, covered by a bright red throw cloth, and several elegant tall-backed chairs. A basket covered by blue cloth sits under the table, and on top of the table you find a note that seems to have a, a stone paperweight on it. Ah, uh, one moment. As... So, what is Quirz doing? He is walking around the room to inspect the tapestries, because they greatly interest him. All right. They appear fairly well made. A sort of standard fare for a harrow or fortune teller. Um, the kind of thing to slightly unnerve and give the feeling of someone here that is clearly in tune with the spirits and able to read the threads of fate. Uh, uh, I'd to see if there's anybody else in the house with me. You're walking around the entire house? Well, no, I'm standing still, and I'm going to see if I can hear if there's any noise in ah. that I can hear. So you can make me a perception check. Okay. Ah. Hmm? That's Heather's roll. What's Heather's roll? Oh, sorry. Never mind. I just thought, yeah. No, uh, I was saying it's five. Okay, I thought you said 25 for a moment. Sorry. Uh, 14. Nope. Um, you're rather certain that you're the only person in the house. Until I show up. Yes. Are you, are you leaving well, the door open, open, by the way, or are you closing it behind you? Oh, I'm leaving it open. Okay. Escape route. Um, when in doubt, know the way out. So there is the um, note on the table, if you wish, or you could just take a walk around the house. Nope, reading the note. All right. Look at all these handouts I give. Yay, handouts! And it's your turn to read. Thank you for coming. I had to step out for a bit, but shall return shortly. Please have a seat while you wait. The basket under the table contains bread and drink for you. I'm going to check underneath the uh, table. All right. Underneath the table is indeed that basket with the blue cloth. And as you pull it open, you can see that there are several small loaves of bread and a rather large bottle of red wine. 
My favorite. As well as some simple cups for the wine as well. Um, who would be possibly the next to show up then, do we think? We think Sylvia? All right, Sylvia. You walk back down Lancet Street, and you can see that the house that was once so uninviting now has the door slightly open and an inviting glow coming from inside. Possibly you can even see some movement if you look far enough. Okay. I'm going to be keeping new... Because he doesn't like strangers. I'm going to look in shock at this little lizard thing. So, shall we give slight descriptions of who sees what exactly then? Sure, I see that. You see that. I'm going to see someone about my size walking around with what looks to be a wingless dragon. A little bit, yeah. Is, is that as much as you're going to give as physical descriptions for the listeners? Or am I just going to have to put the pictures you guys have made on on website? I see a short, kind of stocky woman with auburn hair, one covering one part of it covering her eye, walking around with what seems to be a short wingless dragon that seems to hate me. Oh, this is so awesome. <laughs> and I see a tiny man child. <laughs> With uh, a pretty unusual looking hair. Ouch. You don't see two grays and orange together. Not on this young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, how, how, so you walk in and you, you, you see this man child as you describe him. This okay. doesn't seem to fit with who you are supposed to think lives in this house. No, it doesn't. He's holding a basket with bread and wine in it. Are you a thief? I'm going to pull out my little note, and I was invited here. What about yourself? Ah, so was I. I can feel the iciness in this air. Perhaps I... Of course, I'm not going to step near her and her little dragonless thing. Okay. Well, you can meet yourselves on the map to where you think you would be. Uh, so perhaps at this point, a certain dwar- dwarven rogue walks down the street to this house <laughs> she's heard of. <laughs> and she's naturally looking up to see if she could find Brunst's head anywhere. Uh, the door is still ajar, and you're hearing slightly argumentative voices, one male, one female from inside, and possibly the occasional hiss of some sort of animal. This does not bode well. As you kind of peek in, you see they're waving around the same sort of cards you have. Different pictures, mine, but they appear to be from the same deck. Oh, crap. <laughs> so we get a, uh, another traveler here. So? I smile warmly at the dwarf. Um. Hold up card. 
I take it you were invited the same way? I was. The strange card was given to my familiar. Often a witch. Found the card in my, my boot. And I found it in my pocket. About this point, the door bursts open as a very large, six-foot-four olfen man, straggly beard, untangled, unkept, long blonde hair, riddled with weapons, chain shirt on, out of breath, and looking somewhat slightly (coughs) fierce is probably the word, steps in and says, Where is Gadrin? I'm going to jump back and pull out my... Little. He's carrying it. He's carrying in one hand another card of the deck. Upon not immediately seeing the man he seeks, he says, "Found this in Mog. Where is Gadrin?" How strange is it that these things have been put into rather personal objects? Don't you think? You know Gadrin. No, Gadrin is not here. This is about Gadrin. We're we're meeting about it. You know, talking. Little dagger. Hello. Hey, big guy. Room's clear to strike Gadrin. Gadrin's not here. We are meeting so that we can form a plan of striking Gadrin. We need a plan first. He he takes another look at the back of his card. And, um, yes. do you need help reading? No! <laughs> Honey, this is about what Gadrin's done to us. Gadrin's not here. Gadrin did very bad things. I agree. This person must have been hurt by him as well. I'm sensing a pattern here. Who's bread? Brun's uh, supper. Here. I'm just gonna give, give him a basket. He looks like he could eat me. He <laughs> <laughs> <You> probably could. <laughs> I am, however, going to take the red wine. Thank and you, her. small man. <sighs> my eyebrows are not on my head. <laughs> I think I'm going to like this human a lot. Doesn't that seem a bit odd, saying that out loud, this human? No, I'm I'm not. That was interesting. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, I I joke. I joke. It's fine. It's fine. Even so, I don't think Roots would hear it. (laughs) I'm going to pour the red wine, but not take a drink. Okay. Do you just pour yourself a glass, or...? No, I poured on all the glasses, all four glasses. I'm supposing there's four. There are exactly four glasses, and for that matter, there are exactly five chairs around the table. Hang on. We were anticipated, as in what? Well, we were given invites, so I would expect to be... One might gather that perhaps you're all there instead of any extra parties. Except for the inviter, as it were. So, 
Why you won't strike Gadrin? Brunsk says as he takes another chunk out of the bread and hasn't touched his own wine, is kind of eyeing it. Not suspiciously, but almost slightly afraid of it, even. You guys are all checking your backgrounds to see what Gadrin did to you now, aren't you? No, I'm trying to see the Navy magnetic light, identifiers from war, detective tools. Trying to see if I had to detect poison. Ah. Unfortunately, I do not. What did Gadrin do to you? Runsk is been clean three months, three week, four days. Day before that, Brunsk nearly did. Gadrin, he call Brunsk friend. Say he find way for Brunsk dream to come true. Gave Brunsk shiver. Is he seems he seems to struggle and almost even start perspiring just talking about that. Is very difficult thing. Gives many visions. I've seen what it can do for me. Brunsk almost die in these Gadrin's fault. Must not let. Must not let him do this anyone else. I used to be one of his little lambs. You too? Yeah, it was a rough part of my life until my mom found me. I wasn't unlucky. I was bashed over the, the head by him, left in the gutter to die. I heard once you got too old. Yeah, he does the end like the laundry. But I'm glad you got up, though. I was fortunate. I was framed for a crime I did not do. And that's about as much as I'm going to pay. Oh, damn. Are we sure you didn't do it? I would, oh, boy. I'm just going to smile at her. <laughs> okay. Upon um, upon telling his story, uh, as he's shaking, Bruce uh, takes a good draught of his own wine, finally. Uh, I'm going to pass some of the bread over to my familiar and see how he does with it. Do, will, will reptiles eat bread? Grain-based stuff. Yes. All right then. I'm pretty sure they'll eat anything. He, okay. he, he may not taste it. Yeah. So, so then, then he'll nibble at it, I guess. All right. Yeah, so as you kind of sit down, talk, swap stories a little bit. Um, I'm slowly, I'm slowly warming up to you guys. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. 
as you're still half convincing them whether or not you did the crime or not. Um, there is a small knock at, at the slightly open door, and an attractive, middle-aged, Verasian woman with long, dark hair enters and closes the door. Uh, one moment. Setting up pictures for everyone to see. Oh, oh she is pretty. I see half of her head. I want to smile and bow politely to her. Good evening, ma'am. Hello there. My name is Zalara. It is I Good who evening. brought you here. Um, if it's not much trouble, would everyone please um, introduce yourselves and show your invitation? She I'm says, uh, Sorry. She says as she kind of sits down at one of the table, pulls out the complete deck of cards, and very easily and, and with much finesse uh, is shuffling her own deck. Yes, I'm sorry. Continue. I'm Quirt, and I'm, I place my card up next to her hand. I'm Sylvia. And there's a dog fight right behind us. Oh, no, I, can't, I can't hear that. What we can't buy. I'm Cassinus. Here's my card. I'm Brunsk. One strike Gadrin. Or Job. It's okay, big guy. Calm down. Brunsk, good worker. Good job. Yes, you are. She smiles and takes the cards and effortlessly continues shuffling them to deck. And maybe it's a trick of the eyes, but almost as soon as she puts them back in, you can't spot any cards that have writing on the on their backs. Thank you for coming, my friends, and for putting up with my unconventional method of contacting you. <laughs> I have... Out of curiosity, how did you manage to get your invitations into our stuff. Because last I checked, I was alone. I just listened to the music of the city. But questions can wait for later for now. I sought you in secret because I have reason to remain hidden, you see. The terrible man would seek great harm done to me if he knew I was reaching out for help. This is a man you know for he has done something terrible to each of you as well. I speak, of course, of Gadrin Lamb, a man whose cruelty and capacity to destroy the lives of those he touches are matched only by his gift for avoiding reprisal. You see, a year ago, his thieves stole this, my harrow deck, from me. It is very important to me, an heirloom passed down through a dozen generations. And also my sole means of support. When pickpockets stole it, my son, Aaron, tracked them down. The thieves were in the employ of Gadrin Lamb, and in reward for finding them, Gadrin murdered my son. I sought help from the guard, but they turned me away, and so I asked around. I paid bribes, I consulted my herodic for advice, and recently I was rewarded. I found out where Gadrin dwells. He can be found in an old fishery north of here, at West Pier 17, where he trains his abducted children to be pickpockets and counts his stolen treasures. 
and now I need your help. I cannot hope to face this man on my own, and the guard moves so slowly that if I were to go to them, Gadron would certainly know of their coming well in advance. Even if they did arrest him, what guarantee would I have that he would be punished? This criminal has evaded the law for decades. But you know of these frustrations as well, for word on the street has it that Gadron has wronged each of you too. So there we are. It is time for him to pay. How can we trust you? I, my story is well known. If you wish to ask, they can certainly tell you of the murder of my son. I, I have heard something about it. I have no reason to deceive you, and certainly I think you can agree I've caused you no harm here. I only wish a criminal who has evaded justice for far too long finally gets what he deserves. This is very true. However, Gator does have different ways. We will look. I will look into this. You know what? So will I. I think it's about time that I uh, paid the good old Poppy a visit. I'm with you. Rumsk strike, Gadrin. Not yet. No. Close. We have to be careful, Brodsk. Brodsk careful? Brodsk strike subtle. right in the middle of eyes. Careful shot. Dead one hit. <laughs> you, have to get that, you have to get that close. However, Gadrid is very well protected. Now, even in my day, he had bodyguards coming out of his ass. This isn't going to be an easy task. There is one small amount of aid that perhaps I'm able to give you then, as both thanks and in preparation for your attempt to take down Gadrin. I can give you a harrow reading, free of charge, of course, that perhaps can shed some light on events in your present and future. I'd be interested in that. She begins shuffling her deck, pulls out the card, shuffles it back in. I see that in this, quick reflexes and quick wit, finesse and dexterity will be those that will aid you. She pulls out nine cards, fans them out. Please, each of you, pick one. Uh, Bop! Everyone sees that? So so who is going to draw first so I know who's picking up what? Jennifer did it. I'm drawing one. Okay. So I think you click on the top card or that one. Got it. Oh, do you not do I not see your card? What card did you pick up? It just says one. Massey draws two cards. One minute. Can you can you see the cards? I cannot. Well we see the back of the cards. It has a number on it. Uh, so, so on the deck, if you go to the top one and you just give it a click, like the one in the back. So, for example, let's say I'm drawing Brune's card. If I click 
Do you guys see that? Yes. And man, this is actually very small. Um. Oh, hey, I can click on it and it becomes big. Oh, oh. Ah, I did it. Whose who's is that? Sylvia's. Okay, one second, let me write these down here. So, <coughs> Brunsk is the avalanche. Oh, this does not look good. Sylvia is the demon's lantern. I'm clicking now. This is quarters. Click. Okay. Ah, the crows. So, uh, since Heather isn't here, so first she explains. Where is my little cheat sheets? Believe it or not, but I'm not a hero expert. <clears throat> so for yeah, Bruce, really? for Bruce, she explains that the avalanche is an unthinking, unreasoning thing that overruns all who gets in its way. I believe this card provides you strength that you'll be able to <coughs> single-mindedly go forward and bring down your enemies. For Sylvia, the Demon's Lantern is a card of traps and tricks, sleight of hand and sleight of mind. These will-of-the-wisps and the man who sought their light represent an impossible or intractable situation. You may face something where you must find a way to work your way out with words or trickery as opposed to brute force. And I believe that you will be well fitted for this task. For quarters, the crows are a dangerous bunch who indicate violent taking of what is of that which is loved. When the crows appear, murder, theft, or other shocking loss occurs. I see in you that this is a group you do not want to belong to. In fact, it is your goal to meet many of these people and prevent their loss and prevent them from the violence they would inflict. However, I fear that a trial awaits you where I you will have to put all your efforts into preventing such activities. And now we need to wait for Heather. Yay! I have my little cheat sheet book. Nice. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, right on time. Right on time. Oh, it's my turn to draw? Yes. Yep. So click on the background, the, the, the blue-backed one in the background. Okay. Ah, ooh, that's well-fitting, I think. So, Kaz... Which one is that? Uh, if, you, if you click on it, it'll enlarge. What are you doing? Uh, not click and drag. Okay. This is the locksmith. They, they present the subject with the keys you need to unlock your destiny. 
He grants tools, access new locations, clues, or treasure. I feel this resides well with you. And perhaps the locksmith will provide you with what you need, or you will provide others and be the locksmith to them. She takes the cards back, shuffles them, and deals them in a grid three by three. And... Yeah. Move over further. Come on. A momentary map movement. Hey. Oh, cool. That's how decks work. Here's our deck of ice sheets. I thought this thing would come with a fork. Hmm. Anyway, so uh, she sets the cards down three by three and begins by flipping the one in the top left corner up. Uh, I have my notes here. Did Heather go? Did Heather go? Sorry, I keep leaving. Bad Heather. So. Sorry, what, what did I miss? Not much. She, she, she shuffled the deck again, laid out nine cards, three by three, and flipped over the one in the top left corner. The first column represents the past. What has happened, secrets revealed, and facts that will become important. The first card in each row represents a positive force for you. This first one revealed is the Mute Hag, misaligned. Normally, it represents dangerous secrets and stumbling silence. However, misaligned, this represents unshakable loyalty and lucid speech and purpose. As I thought and hoped... The past sins of Gadrin... Oh, sorry? My mom's yelling. Okay. Yes, all the dead people go! Can I continue? Yes. Okay. <coughs> as I thought and hoped, the past sins of Gadrin Lamb haunt your past as well. And this common bond will create loyalty between you if allowed and will serve as a great boon to you. The second row represents forces that are uncertain and may work against you. Uh, nope, wrong line, sorry. The second row represents neutral forces, those of uncertainty, which may or may not come to pass. This force from the past is represented by... The Big Sky. This card represents freedom found by force or opportunity and the ability to change. For some of you, this freedom came long ago, she says as she looks towards Kaznis and Sylvia, and for others, more recently, she says looking towards Brusque. The last row represents forces that work against you or aid your rivals. This force is the marriage. It represents a union, sometimes bringing forth new power, 
other times a disastrous result. Be wary, for Gadrin may have acquired allies that you are not aware of. However, the cards tell me that he is not the only rival you will meet that has a bond created in the past that will hinder you. The second column represents forces and experiences from the present. Positive force is the trumpet, misaligned. It represents an aggressive force, but misaligned means their motives are impure and they bring only injury. The shield on the card calls out to me, perhaps those who have thrown down their oath to protect and have become aggressors instead. Corrupt. Yes, possibly. The neutral force acting upon you uh, oops, yeah, that's fine. Is the keep. There's great strength in the city of Corvosa, one that hopes to stand firm through the greatest hardships. This could be a strong ally or an unmovable opponent, or perhaps it is one that will need help to remain strong. An uprising diplomat? Hmm. Diplomats are not known for their firmness of power. <laughs> Perhaps one who has a deeper, more important oath. The force that acts against you is, ah, the avalanche. This was picked by Brunskin the Choosing. This means this is an especially important event that will affect all of you, no doubt. Great trouble is near at hand, and it will not face just you, but many people, perhaps the entire city itself. Whether a natural disaster or the will of men, the avalanche is an unthinking trouble that cannot be stopped or reasoned, only endured and resisted. Perhaps this force is where you must seek protection from the force represented by the keep, or maybe the damage from the avalanche will only be endured by Corvosa if it is you that aids the keep. The last column, hidden amongst the energies of chaos, represents the future. Uh, ah. Your positive force is the crows, misaligned. As I've said, the crows are a dangerous bunch who will take what they want with violence and have no guilt over it. However, misaligned, it foretells that their acts in the future may be averted or cease entirely. But this is also one picked in the choosing. Perhaps it is a certain prophecy that Gadrin's reign is at an end. I can only hope, sister. The uncertain force is the hidden truth misaligned. Normally, this card predicts the ability to discover and reveal secrets. Misaligned, it reflects a secret that, if revealed, can have grave consequences or misfortune. I see you being entrusted with a secret, or or keeping one, or, or hiding something. And perhaps a person's life may depend upon your efforts. And last... <coughs> you must beware of the tangled fire. This card, misaligned, 
predicts that someone who will oppose you will make use of something from the ancient past. This past object is some foul deed or object, birth and death and murder. However, there is also hope. Perhaps by knowing the history of this object, you will find a way to victory. And that is all that the cards tell me for now. Well, on the plus side, it looks like nobody's going to lie to us. Well, at least that's what I get out of it. Is there anything else that I can help with? Okay. So, is there anything else you wish My to talk My mother is haunting me. <laughs> ghost. Is, is there anything else you wish to speak to Zalara about or do yourselves? Will you depart this evening? Head to your respective things and make a plan to meet up later? Or what? What are you doing? What are you thinking? I would like to make a plan to meet later, but... You know what? I got this safe house in the middle of town. I guess we can meet up there. Thing is, this is Gadron's place. My hotel room wouldn't be safe. Well, I've been avoiding Gadron's radar for years now, so... I have no reason to think that Gadron knows of this, unless one of you has tipped your hand already. <laughs> he wishes. I have just arrived. I have no reason that anyone here has betrayed. Rusk strike Gadrin. Later. 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 So? Well. Do you make up plans to meet later tomorrow and just head your separate ways for tonight then? Sounds like a good idea. Probably a good idea. So, what time and what place would you like to meet tomorrow? I always thought noon was a safe bet. We might want to get an earlier start. I don't understand the way. Noon is one of the most busiest times of the day. Fairly true. It's not like there is rush hour necessarily. Most people walk within the city. Well, yes. But most people think I'm a criminal. But you've been released. You're not, like, hunted for. I have been released, yes. But people still give me that look. That's assuming they know. Probably unless they're cops or high society, they might not even know you. I still feel like one of those teenagers in the mall that the mall cop is just damned and determined to follow. Oh, yes. Like I said, if it's, if it's one of the guards, they probably do know and will watch you. So. So what time definitely. then? Well, there's this tavern I like and trust. 
right. It's called the Drunken Dragon. Fitting. I'm game. So we meet there before noon. All right. You all head back to your homes, have a fitful rest, knowing that your revenge on Gadrian is so close at hand. I can taste it. Your mornings are distracted as you think about it, look forward, almost wondering if you should head there yourself, but perhaps you resist. And eventually, there is a table at the Drunken Dragon where Brunsk will be sitting, probably Kaznis. I'm an early drinker. Is Sylvia and... Of course. I'm never going to say your name right. I'm always going to have to think like three times about how to pronounce it. I love names like that. So, uh, yes, yeah, this is Sylvia and Quirz joining them? Yes. All right. I was looking to the tavern and see my big friend. And then the door. Yeah, definitely. Brutsk is our... It's a tall person in the crowd. He's very hard to miss. He sticks so out. Let's see. Um, oh, I just had the word. Oh. It's a landmark. Oh. Landmark. Hmm? That's the word. What word? He's a landmark. A landmark, yes. Actually, uh, one, one thing. Uh, because you've had a Harrow reading, there is a slight mechanical bonus you get during this adventure. Yay! Everyone has three Harrow points. Uh, these can be used to either re-roll a initiative check, reflex save, or attack roll modified by dexterity or a dexterity-based skill, basically anything involving your dexterity, and take the new result instead. Or... Or the Taurus. Hmm? Unless, of course, it's horrid. Well, roll back go back. You, you have to take the new result. But you can spend more points to re-roll again. Or... So do we take these every session? No. You will get three of them for the entire first book. Okay. So use them wisely. Yes. Well, as you wish. The second one is a dodge bonus. You can spend one hero point to get plus one to your armor class. For the encounter. Oh, no. If it's temporary, I ain't using it. Uh, all of these are essentially temporary. Well, yes, but... But it, it's, it's for the entire encounter, though. Well, yes, but that's dumb. Because then what if I need it on the other one? Okay. Uh, you can spend up to three at the same time, which you guys only have three, uh, and increase your armor class by an additional point for each extra one spent. And the last one is a speed increase. Uh, you can spend a hero point to increase your base speed by 10 feet for one encounter. Uh, but you cannot, you cannot spend multiple points to get multiple speed, because that would be silly. You don't become the Flash. Aww. So, in addition, for certain ones that you picked up, I might mention you get certain bonuses during some encounters, because her reading kind of just twigs with you. But, so, so those, those are what we have. I'll make a small note in the Roll20 form about it that you'll probably see. Okay. So, just so you know. 
speaking of which, okay, this is going to be completely random, but is there any way you can get that those three Harrow cards off of my thing? I can't. I don't know. Actually, wait. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh, if I do this. <coughs> there we go. Oh, thank God. I know. I, I'm, new, I'm new to using the decks myself, but yeah. It, of course, I'm doing a hero reading, so I have to have a small deck of cards, right? Uh, anyway, okay. So, you're at the tavern. What is your plan? Brusk is eagerly sharpening his axes. It's been a while since I've seen him this excited. And his short swords. And making sure each of his little arrows have a good point on them. You do realize that we're not going to run into him tonight, right? Most of run into several random encounters. Run spoilies and being prepared. We find Gatherin. We kill Gatherin. Yes? Yes, yes. That is definitely the idea. We find Gatherin Thug. We kill Gatherin Thug. Yes? Yes. If he is not useful. But we need to talk to him first. Finesse. Should just let the big guy at him and promise to save him. So, what? I suggest a stealth approach. Well, normally, yeah, I would. I would suggest that the three of us are tiny, and one of us is three of us combined. Bruce is surprisingly taller than the rest of the party. He's like two feet farther. That's not quite. He's only 6'4". I'm 4'6". I'm 6'4". I'm 4'7". Anyway. 4'3". 4'5". 4'6". He's still over all of our... We might want to bait Gadrin's thug. Send them after us. And then hide behind the big wall here. Hmm. Show where thug is. Brunsk, go there. Uh. Just don't kill him, okay? Brunsk pulls out his saps. This good? Yes, that is very good. As long as you hit him with the flat side. It, it's it's saps. They they do non-lethal damage. It's very difficult to kill. Well, okay, I heard axe. I heard axe. Sorry, saps, saps. Black axe. Ta- but that would be a barbarian thing. Pull out an axe. This good? It would, it would. But Brunsk is, he thinks of himself as civilized. Civilized, good employee. Not barbarian. He 
He lives in a city. Barbarians don't live in cities. He lives in woods, but... Anyway. What's that on your forehead, by the way? I'm a unicorn. You're a unicorn? It's a sticker. Okay. So? So, we start with beating a guard. Okay. You're saying this, but... You have to actually say you're heading to the area first, but you can, where you can do this. But. Well, we're still trying to figure out our plan. Okay, okay. I'll be quiet. Tell me when you're ready to go. I'm not sure if fading would necessarily be a good idea. I mean, definitely use Brunsk as a lookout. Sneaking will only draw their attention to us. For a point. But then again, if we just walk up to a store and go, hey, we want to talk to you. Hey, you guys. So why don't we just come up from behind and kidnap one? Because of, once again, our short stature. I think I can do it. That would, there would be no we are kidnapping. <laughs> as a note, as a note that both Kaznis and Sylvie can probably test you, You've never known Gadrin to be a particularly loyal type for any of his thugs. Yeah. We could also probably bribe one. Exactly. We could probably influence one to kind of, you know, backslide on him. No flashing that coin. How much coin do you have to flash? And you're willing to flash. Well, I got three gold. Actually, probably one of you is somewhat rich, aren't you? I was about to say, I have 32. Oh, that's not rich. That's not rich. That's right. Okay, dude. Hmm. 38. I have 32, do you have 38? But then again, that could be the dwarf in me. So, we go in, knock one of these guys out, kidnap them. You, you realize she did, she did say that Gadrin is at this place, right? All right, at the place. She, she did say that she, she, he's at the place. I'm still not expecting to kill him in one go. Yeah. Gadrin's too smart for that. I say we go stake the place out. That's smart. See if we can't see him. All right. If he's there, break the window. Just go in through the window. I, I, I hate to and point out, risk. but medieval yeah, building design may not necessarily have very large windows as we value nowadays. Fair enough. In other words, we could sink right in. I hate to, uh, this is my, I'm talking OC, uh, 
But food is about ready. And it's been about two hours. What? And I've got restless leg syndrome. What? What? Sorry, what? She needs a break. Okay. All right. So we may be able to make up a plan and stuff, but then have us attack King Gadrin the next go round. Oh, you you want to stop there? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm All right. That's fine. Wimps. It's been two hours. Day. I'm sick. Oh, I suppose it's true. I'll give it to you. Isn't she cute? <laughs> All right. So let's see. For some excellent role playing all around, even though you guys didn't do too much. You didn't do... Hey, hey, Heather stole some coins. It's true. Heather, get a thought now. A thousand hits ones, woo! Uh, Let's say 100 100 experience for everyone. And I talked to some kids and babies at them, so... (laughs) Uh, he braved the awkward chores. I did not, however, change any diapers. Thank goodness. That would have been awkward. And then I would have really been shouting at where their parents were. <laughs> Is there a couch in the bedroom? What? No, that's the bed. Couch, bedroom. No, oh. that's the guest bed. Oh, it looks like a bed. No, those are two okay. different chairs. <coughs> okay. I'm on the bed. No, those aren't chairs. Those, that's a fireplace. You guys, yeah. you guys are talking about this? Yeah. That's, yes. that's a fireplace on two sides of the wall. Okay. See, uh, the little square things that are blocking everything on the screen made it look like it was a bed. Uh, I was going, wait, Why? Those, those, you mean the walls? But anyway, so, uh, shall we say good, good, goodbye then on the recording yeah. for now, and I'll, I'll stop it and. All right. Okay. I will say this: Quarters does not know how to think about the little short woman. The the dwarf? No, no, the dwarf is good. He knows what the dwarf is. The thing with the dragon baby. I'll um, think anyway. All right. Done. Everyone, say goodbye. For the recording. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.